We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. White Sox fans, this is your Sox Machine White Sox Wake Up Call for Friday, July 8, 2022. I'm Josh Nelson. Wake Up Call. That is something the Chicago White Sox desperately need, as last night was again another poor performance at home facing the Detroit Tigers. Dylan C. suffered his first career loss to Detroit despite putting up the following pitching line of six innings, only allowed three hits. One of those three hits was a solo home run to Javier Baez, so he only allowed one earned run while walking three and striking out eight. His season ERA is 2.45. He gets the loss because the Chicago White Sox could not figure out how to hit Bo Brisky, who had a no-hitter going, through five innings in this game, went six and a third inning, so he reached the seventh inning, only allowed two hits. A guy who had a above six ERA on the road this season only allowed two hits, walked one, and struck out four. Josh Harrison had one of those hits, and he drew the walk. So here he is, the bottom of the order, batting eighth, only offense generated against the Tigers starter, And we didn't see the White Sox offense really come into life until the ninth inning. When thanks to Luis Robert with runners on first and second, he hit a double to right field. And that put runners on second and third. Facing the Tigers closer, Gregory Soto. And up comes Jose Abreu. With only one out and runners on second and third, I honestly thought Detroit would walk Abreu to load the bases for the possibility of a double play with Aloy Jimenez batting next. But instead, the Tigers decide to attack Jose Abreu. That shocked me. I'm sitting in the stands. I'm thinking there's no way, no way Detroit is going to pitch to Abreu. Called strike for the first pitch. A pretty good line drive off the bat of Jose Abreu on the second pitch of the at-bat, but it went foul. And the third pitch was one of the worst swings I have ever seen Jose Abreu make. A fastball way out of the zone, way above the zone. Swung at a pitch that was literally over his head. And of course he missed, so he strikes out. 
Now there's two outs, and it's up to Aloy Jimenez to be the hero. And he grounds out to Javier Baez at shortstop. The Chicago White Sox are 39-42. and 42, And as I said in yesterday's podcast when we were giving out our first half grades and we were previewing this series, the White Sox had to sweep Detroit here for me to feel better about this team's chances of being a contender or at least get themselves back into the postseason picture in 2022. In their previous seven-game homestand against Toronto and Baltimore, they won that series against Toronto and then proceeded to lose three out of four to Baltimore. They finished that homestand three and four. In this seven-game homestand against Minnesota and Detroit, the White Sox are already one and three. They got to win the next three games Friday through Sunday to have a winning homestand. They lost the previous homestand before the Toronto and Baltimore series. If you go back to June, if you remember, they lost the home series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. That was expected. The Dodgers are the better team. But then they lost the series against the Texas Rangers. So the Chicago White Sox are currently 17-24 and 24 at home. 17 and 24 at home. They've already played half of their home games for the season. And there's seven games below 500. They are now closer to fourth place in the American League Central than they are first place. The updated American League Central standings the Minnesota Twins are 47 at 38. They had last night off. So did Cleveland. They're still at 500 at 40 and 40. The White Sox, 39-42. They're six games back of the Minnesota Twins. They're five games back of the Toronto Blue Jays for the final postseason spot. Toronto's also tied with Boston. And we'll get to that Boston-New York game in a moment when we check on scores around Major League Baseball. They're not catching Boston or Toronto. They're just not going to do that. And here's Detroit now, who has suddenly won five straight games. Shocking the baseball world, winning four straight against Cleveland. And they travel into Chicago and they win the first game of the series against the White Sox. Things are, you know, surprising in Detroit right now. This is a surprising week for them. And now they're just four and a half games back of the White Sox for third place. I can't believe I'm saying on July 8th, as you are listening to this, and I'm sure you're shocked as well, but the Chicago White Sox are closer to fourth place than first place in the American League Central. It is just so disheartening when you see this type of performance after what we saw. We just saw the White Sox come back five different times against the Minnesota Twins. They hit the ball out of the ballpark. They played inspired baseball. One would think that would carry over to the next day and they're just flat. Abreu got picked off at first base on a what he thought was going to be a wild pitch. And he didn't even force a throw. He just stood there. He stood there and watched the catcher, Tucker Barnhart, run him down. A catcher from home plate running into the infield, running directly at Jose Abreu. And Abreu did not move. He did not force a throw. And he was tagged out, tagged out by a catcher who fielded a pitch that was in the dirt, picked it up, ran 
the ball into the infield and tagged out a base runner. I've never seen that. Not in high school, not coaching Little League, not broadcasting college baseball games. I've never seen that in the minor leagues. I didn't, I've never seen that in the major leagues. Never seen it. And I saw it. And earlier this week, I've never seen an 8-5 triple play. So this homestand's just continuing to deliver for the White Sox, and they can't afford it. The Chicago White Sox could not afford another bad homestand. And here we are again. They're 1-3 during this homestand. I'm going to keep saying it. They are 17-24 at home. At this point, I don't even know if they're going to be an above 500 team. That's where my confidence is now, and that's where my thinking. Are they going to get themselves back into contention? Man, I don't even know if they're going to finish above 500 this season with the way that they are playing and especially how poorly they are playing at home. Tarek Skubal is going to take the ball for Detroit, and he is a strikeout artist, but the White Sox have had success against him. And opposing Tarek Skubal is going to be Lucas Giolito. If the White Sox do not win on Friday night, man, I just think the morale and the attitude is going to shift around this White Sox team to we're going to have to start making fun of them because it's a lot better to laugh at this team than cry about their misfortunes and their shortcomings and how they are underachieving and underperforming. Last night was a pathetic loss by the Chicago White Sox. And there are too many pathetic losses and pathetic performances from this ball club that has just remained inconsistent all season long. And now it's everyone involved. Everyone involved. It's just not the bad coaching or the bad decision-making in the front office. We saw a bad effort from the White Sox players last night. And I don't even know if they are all that interested in getting themselves back into contention because you couldn't tell last night's performance. Sure, you can go back to Wednesday, but you could also look at Tuesday as well. And that was a terrible performance and terrible effort by the White Sox players. I don't know what it's going to take to snap this team out of this funk, but boy, the Chicago White Sox desperately need some type of wake-up call. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, checking on scores for the Chicago White Sox affiliates around the minor leagues. If you are looking for some hope, uh, there's not a lot going on last night 
in the minors. The Charlotte Knights got rained out, so that game got postponed. So we go to Birmingham, and in Birmingham, the attention was on Yasmani Grandal. Grandal was making his first rehab appearance with the Birmingham Barons, and he went one for three with an RBI. He walked twice and struck out twice. A very Yasmani Grandal performance as he tries to get himself back into playing shape to rejoin the Chicago White Sox. And it looks like that timetable may be after the All-Star break. So you're looking at the first series after the Los Angeles All-Star activities for the Chicago White Sox, which is a home series against the Cleveland Guardians. So that's the hope that Yasmani Grandal rejoins the Chicago White Sox. What will they do at catcher? We'll see. Maybe with the way that Sebi Zavala has been hitting, Reese McGuire all of a sudden is on the chopping block. For the Birmingham Barons, just checking down as far as the box score, Yoelki Cespedes went one for three. He is hitting 253 on the season with a 727 OPS. Going to Winston-Salem, and Oscar Colas was named to the Futures Game roster. A little bit of a surprise. I mean, he is having a good season. He's hitting 311 in high A with an 847 OPS. But it's Colson Montgomery for the Chicago White Sox, who is in the top 100. And Montgomery is having the better season than Oscar Colas. But right now, it's Colas in the Futures Game roster and not Montgomery. Montgomery could be added in case if somebody has to opt out or they're not available to play because of injury or etc. reasons. Now, Montgomery still has his on-base streak going, but he had the night off. And Oscar Colas did not have a good night. He went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts for the Winston-Salem Dash. And the Dash themselves did not have a good night at all. They struck early. Tyler Osick had an RBI single when he drove in Duke Ellis, which Ellis had two walks, and that's how he got on base. But that was the only run scored, and the Dash only had two hits on the night. Matthew Thompson made the start for the Dash, and he did not have a good start. He went four innings, allowed seven hits, five earned runs. He walked two and didn't strike out anyone, and he allowed two home runs. So kind of a bummer night for the Winston-Salem Dash, but the Dash are still playing pretty good baseball. They are now 40-38 and on the season. Wilfred Veras hit a home run for the Canapolis Cannonballers, his 13th of the season. As the Cannonballers won 5-3, they are 10 games below 500. They are 34-44 as they beat the Carolina Mudcats. Hunter Dollander, the starting pitcher for the Cannonballers, had a good night as he went six innings, allowed five hits, three earned runs, walked one, and struck out five. Checking on scores around Major League Baseball, the marquee series this weekend for the league is the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, of course, and this series is being played at Fenway. The New York Yankees, thanks to Josh Donaldson's Grand Slam, edged the Boston Red Sox 6-5. Rafael Devers had himself a game against Garrett Cole, and this is something that I never noticed before after reading the box score of this game. Garrett Cole had a good night. But Rafael Devers now has six home runs in his career against Garrett Cole as he hit two more off Cole last night. And unfortunately for the Red Sox, they could not complete the comeback as the New York Yankees are the first team in Major League Baseball to reach their 60th win. Again, the White Sox are 39 and 42. The New York Yankees are 60 and 23 on the season. Mets blinked the Miami Marlins 10 to nothing. 
and a laugher. Uh, speaking of laughing, there's no more laughing at the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles are now 40 and 44 in, on this season as they beat the Angels 4 to 1, as they have been playing. Very inspiring baseball, and now everyone in the American League East has at least 40 wins on the season. The St. Louis Cardinals edged the Atlanta Braves 3-2 in extra innings. That was a great battle back and forth as it was scoreless for six innings, and then both teams scored a run in the seventh inning, and then the Cardinals finding a way to keep the Atlanta Braves scoreless in the bottom of the 11th inning as the Cardinals approved to 45 and 40 on the season. The Braves are still in good shape. They're 49 and 35 staying in the National League East. The Philadelphia Phillies bounce back after losing last night to the Washington Nationals. This time they win five to three as they improved to 44 and 39 on the season. Justin Verlander is now 11 and three for the season with a two ERA as the Houston Astros beat the Kansas City Royals 5-2. The Pittsburgh Pirates beat the Cincinnati Reds in a makeup game from May 6, 4-2, but the Cincinnati Reds won game two of their doubleheader 5-1 as the Reds are now 29-54. They are five games back of the Pirates, who are 34-49. That will do it for this Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call. If you just discovered Sox Machine or have been a long-time lurker, you can help support us on Patreon.com slash Sox Machine as we'll continue to watch the White Sox even if you do not. Our Patreon supporters receive exclusive content, ad-free versions of the podcast and website, and the first opportunity to receive our Sox Machine swag. Monthly plans start at just $2 and you can save with an annual subscription. Again, the website is patreon.com slash Sox Machine. Subscribe to the Sox Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine and you can follow me on Twitter at Sox Machine underscore Josh. Thanks for listening to the White Sox Wake Up Call. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Hopefully the Chicago White Sox play much better baseball over the weekend to provide some good vibes. And hopefully we're talking about three straight wins for the Chicago White Sox on Monday Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson. Josh Nelson.